This podcast is brought to you by Stella Artois. When you're planning to enjoy everything Houston has to offer, especially all the great restaurants in our city, start with Estella. Whether you're going to eat with friends or solo, start with Estella. Stella Artois. Enjoy responsibly. Welcome to What's Eric Eating, Culture Map's bi-weekly look at all things Houston bars and restaurants. I'm your host, Culture Map food editor Eric Sandler. This is the Thursday show where I have a conversation with some people in the restaurant industry that I think you will want to hear from. I am joined this week by two men behind Pier 6 Seafood and Oyster House, a restaurant down in San Leon. They're making their triumphant return, having been here uh, in October of 2020, so we have quite a bit to catch up on. Gentlemen, let me introduce you separately so people can hear your voices. Chef Joe Cervantes, welcome back to the show. Good to be back to do this with you, Eric. Raz Alili, welcome back to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, Eric. I appreciate you having us back on. Uh, it's been a while, so glad to be back here under different circumstances. You know, you mentioned that, Roz, and I think that's a good place to start. I mean, when I when I talked to you in 2020, you guys were getting ready to open. Uh, now you're getting ready to celebrate your third year anniversary so i mean a lot has changed i mean tell me a little bit about kind of kind of what are the what are the biggest differences between pier 6 2020 and pier 6 2023 well uh three years has has given us a lot of experience and as you do know when we were open in the last time we spoke uh on this podcast it was it was during you know covid time so uh completely different you know feels like different era than where we are now um you know, opening back then, there was a lot of constraints and concerns and things we had to work through, um, a lot of which that I didn't have any experience with on the restaurant side. No one had any experience with on the COVID side. So, um, you know, moving past that uh, in the past three years, we've, you know, we've been able to transition into uh, what I feel is a very strong team. And, uh, you know, it was a lot of, you know, issues that we worked through and a lot of things that we played with and tested. Um, but we had a lot of fun along the way and, um, you know, chef Joe and chef Lexi, uh, are always doing fun stuff. And, uh, I enjoy coming in there and just being like the, uh, the guinea pig uh, to try all the new stuff. Joe, let me, let me swing that to you. I mean, I, I was looking at the website for pier six. I don't think I realized the extent to which you, you cover a lot of ground. I mean, lunch, dinner, brunch, bar menu, I mean, I, I know you come from the world of, of Brennan's, which is basically, you know, one of the, maybe one of the biggest, most enduring menus of any restaurant in Houston. So I think you're probably used to it. But but talk to me about kind of kind of managing having so many different things going on at the same time and kind of how you how you keep that going. Well, at first, we you know, we started off small. So we had a lunch when we opened. We had a lunch. We had a dinner menu. Um, you know, once the staff and the crew got the hang of, you know, executing those menus, doing it well, refining the dishes, um, being consistent with that. Then we added brunch, I would say a few months later. Um, we built on the brunch menu, um, you know, got that under our belt and then rolled into the bar menu. So we did it little by little, um, you know, and, you know, we're, we're still growing all those menus. Um, I didn't really want necessarily a large menu. I wanted a lot of small things that we were able to execute very well. 
But as time went by, you kind of get bored and you want to see some new things, some new dishes. You know, Raz is constantly traveling, going out and, you know, throwing, coming back. Hey, let's try this. Let's play with that. So we never really take anything off. We just kind of add new dishes and, um, you know, and it's, you know, it's done well. You know, it's and I'm the same way. You know, I get bored of, of the same still things and I like to change things up. And um, if something's not selling, kick it off and and uh, put something new on. Give me a couple of examples of things you've added, say, recently that you you wouldn't have done in 2020 or that, that you didn't think people would initially would would come to Pier 60. You know, one of one of my favorites is, uh, you know, is our take on the crispy shrimp or crispy rice and uh, and shrimps like the tuna and, and fried rice uh, where we, you know, compress the sushi rice. We, uh, you know, crisp that up and then we do like a you know, a spicy mayo with some chopped up shrimp. And we, you know, kind of eat that in, you know, in sections of four. Um, you know, that's one of the new additions that's been selling quite well. Um, you know, moving into the fall, we're going to have a lot of new items that we're going to kind of interchange. we got a seasonal salad that we do seasonally. Um, uh, what else we got, Russ, that we uh been playing you, around you, with? You know, for things that, like, like Eric said, that people wouldn't really drive out to, you know, would think that they drive out to Pier 6 for. I would say, you know, initially that we surprised a lot of people with our, our steaks. Yeah. You know, Chef Joe uses uh, uh, top tier uh, on the on our ribeyes and our strips. And I think when people come out there and they actually like, will try a steak because they, they get out there expecting seafood, they see the water. But then when they do have a steak, they realize, wow, this is this is a, a prime cut of, uh, of beef and uh, um I think that we do a really good job. The ambassador steak right now, it's, it's like uh, our take on surf and turf. So it's two, uh, two East coast, uh, scallops that are seared and over the, uh, prime strip with the, uh, you know, the sauce, you know, you explain the dish a little bit better than I do, but that's personally for me, I think that surprises a lot of people when they get that dish because they were not expecting such a good steak, uh, coming to a seafood spot. And knowing my background of, you know, coming from, you know, killing steakhouse as well, we were going to put a steak on the menu. We had to make sure that we were going to, we we're going to do it right. No, we're a seafood restaurant, but um, you know, if people wanted a good quality steak then you know, I wanted to give them that option of, of having that. Yeah. I was going to say, if you, you know, anybody, anybody who's surprised by the steak just doesn't remember that you worked for Ronnie <laughs> Kellen for a few years. You, right. <laughs> you certainly know your way around how to cook a piece of beef. You know, Raz, I, I know you guys, you know, you sort of acknowledge San Leon, can be a bit of a destination, especially for those of us who live in in more central parts of Houston. I mean, I know you added a few uh, Airbnb units kind of next to the restaurant. So, so tell me a little more about that offering and and how's that going? Yeah, the uh, the the bungalows they're uh, a great addition that what we we added on because, like you said, you know, coming from town, whether you're coming you know from any parts of Houston, and you make your way down to San Leon, it's not like you just want to eat rud and it's a place you want to spend spend some time, hang out, have some drinks and relax. And we built those in anticipation that people could come in, have a you know quick one-nighter, enjoy the restaurant, cocktails, and not worry about you know driving back into town. Uh, and, and they do really well. Uh, the weekends stay pretty booked up. The holidays are always pretty slammed. Um, it, it's a nice concept. It's right on the water, so you get a great view, uh, similar to what you have at Beer 6. Uh, there's a fishing pier, private fishing pier. So we have a lot of people come down with their kids, family, you know, take the kids fishing on the pier, um, spend the weekend there and, you know, you know, 
breakfast, lunch, and dinner at the restaurant. So, uh, <laughs> it's, right, it's, right. It's, Friday, it's nice. Friday night dinner, and then come back for brunch on Saturday. It's perfect. Exactly. Exactly. And, and with that, you know, we've, we've added on to the restaurant as well. You know, the patio has expanded, um, in, in two different ways. Uh, so we actually have two outdoor bars now. Um, you know, the one main one that's under the covered pavilion. And then we have, uh, what we kind of call as the beach bar because it's, you know, really close to the water. Uh, and it's a new addition we put on this summer. And I think during the, the cooler months, it's going to be a hot spot for diners because you're right next to the water. Uh, and the, the hope is to actually be able to do some, uh, some cooking out there, some oyster grilling outdoors, uh, things of that nature, some fun stuff. Because when the, when the weather turns, you know, everybody wants to be by the water, want to be by the patio. So we want to make sure we're ready for that. You know, and the, the other thing that we, you know, if I'm, if we're catching up on the, the history of Pier 6, the other thing we have to talk about is your uh, James Beard Award nomination for Best New Restaurant in the Country. I, I mean, just talk me through that a little bit. I mean, what 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 has been the effect of that uh, kind of attention? Well, you know, first of all, it was, you know, that was that was amazing. Um completely unexpected you know uh but uh it, it was great to see that and get that recognition and from what we've seen from that is expectation you know customer expectation when they come in anticipation and uh and it's not just you know from the customer side but also uh you know for the you know for the, everyone in the restaurant the team side everyone wants to hold everyone a little bit more accountable for each other and make sure we're living up to, to those expectations that when people come in yeah, Joe, I mean, build on that a little bit. I mean, you know, Roz talks about expectations, but right. you're the one in the kitchen kind of kind of making sure those standards are upheld. I mean, is it is it difficult? I mean, you 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 know, you almost kind of walk in with the people walk in for the first time with like a show me attitude. Sure. Like, you know, their expectations already set high, you know, especially after that that nomination, you know, you, you kind of had to live up to live up to that. Um, you know, being nominated uh, for James Beard was something that I strive for my whole career and, um, you know, um, coming in and making sure everything was executed right. And, um, you know, it was, it it was just, it was just crazy. So, I mean, do you get sort of tempted to like lean into that and like go more fine dining or have you been able to just kind of like, we are who we are and we're not, Yeah, it's just who we are, who we are and just continue to, you know, to, to do the things that, you know, we, we put in place, in the beginning and, and didn't really try to change our images to be, you know, go that elegant fine dining scale and just, you know, stay true to what we do. And, you know, it was to showcase the seafood or, or, or the meat or the product and do it well and kind of keep things fun still. Um, you know, but we do have a little bit of, um, you know, we, you know, a fine dining background myself and chef Lexi, she, she brought her from Brennan's. She was uh, one of the Sue's at Brennan's. So, you know, so just kind of us both working together and fine tuning and, um, you know, creating that right balanced dish. Uh, but we still have, you know, she's more kind of plates more along towards that fine dining. And, um, you know, I kind of try to, you know, kind of get a nice balance of, you know, wait, that's a little too pretty. Let's kind of bring it back in a little bit, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. We gotta, we gotta be somewhere. We're, yeah. we're sitting somewhere between, uh, somewhere between Gil Hooley's and, uh, Navy blue, right? Like you gotta, sure, exactly. you gotta find the balance. <laughs> You gotta find it. And, and chef shows also being modest, you know, on expectation, he has to, you know, it should go, it should go without saying that the volume at which, you know, we operate at the restaurant, you know, in the summertime, we'll do upwards of 15, 1600 covers a day on, on the weekends. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it gets pretty insane on the weekends. 
during the during those peak peak times, um, and being able to offer those that ex, you know execute at that expectation at that high level, um, it's 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 a lot, and it's you know it's something that you know day in day out the works the attention's got to be uh, got to be there um, the work ethic and uh, we try to have fun along the way, but uh, I, I just think it should be noted that you know. When when people do see the actual sheer size of the restaurant, it has grown quite a bit since we opened. And that's important. You know, when you're doing numbers and, and numbers that high, it's, you know, you really have to make sure that we're just not slinging food out of the kitchen, right? Still, things have to have their garnishes. They still have to look pretty. And it's just not throwing food on the plate and just sending it out. So, that yeah, he's right about that. Well, yeah, I mean, right, because everybody's got a camera in their pocket, and you're, you know, sure. oh, yeah, you know, one one ugly plate away from a, a two star Yelp review. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody wants that. We love yeah. the, love the Yelpers. <laughs> so, Raz, actually, I reached out to a mutual friend of ours, Jennifer Fuller of the Bear Houston Foodies Facebook group, and I said, "What should I ask the guys about?" <laughs> and so she said, "Look, it's been a really, it's been a really hot summer." You know, we know the temperatures in the Gulf are up and growing up, we always heard, you know, you only eat raw oysters in, in months with R. So obviously that's changing and, and you serve raw oysters year round now, but, but tell me a little bit about kind of, kind of what the summer has been like, cause we're, we're seeing, you know, these, these water temperatures that we've never really seen before and, and how, how has that affected what you, what you do? Yeah. So right now we're using, um, uh, HPP high pressure pasteurized oysters uh, on the on the raw side, and then fresh oysters on the grill. Um, you, you know, it's something you always kind of pay attention to. Obviously, the waters are hot, and um, you know, oysters animals are stressed. Uh, you know, you know, oysters you know are just on the fishery side are not living as longer because uh, uh, the high heat they're stressed animal. Um, you know, there's less people on the water as well. You know, less boaters. Um, less recreational fisher fishermen uh, out there. There's less people on the beaches. Uh, as a business standpoint, we 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 have seen a bit of a drop in, the, in that regard as far as the boat traffic coming into the restaurant with the high heat. You know, um, we've had people come in that have near heat exhaustion just from being out on the water so long. So uh, something we're always kind of paying attention to and trying to adapt to. And then I I just one other oyster question for you. I I know we've seen you know, murder points out of Alabama and now, mm-hmm. you know, barrier beauties coming out mm-hmm. of, coming out of Galveston. I mean, do you, you know, as, as like an oyster harvester, an oyster cultivator, uh, what do you think of these Appalachian oysters? And, and is that something you, you want to get in with or, or how do you feel yeah. about that? Yeah. So I work with, uh, with barrier beauties with Han- uh, Hannah uh, Kaplan, um, that, you know, they're doing a great job. Um, and we distribute some of their oysters, uh, around town. Um, you know, it's it's a boutique. Uh, it's a niche area of the market that I think only complements the the overall fishery in general. Um, and I, it's still very early on. Uh, the guys at Murder Point do a great job. I've I've met with them. Uh, great team over there. Um, you know, hardworking people. It's you know, it's not a uh, a luxury hobby. It's not something that you would think is you know something you do for fun. It's a, it's a lot of work. So. Uh, to get to get a farm up off the ground and launch some product, it's not an easy task. So I applaud everyone who's doing it, and I'm sure everyone's. We're all facing the challenges right now, um, you know, with the heat and the, the, you know the drop in demand 
uh, you know, for just seafood, seafood overall. But uh, no, I, I hope it, I wish everybody in it all the success. And like I said, I'm working with them to continue to try to distribute those oysters because, you know, they're niche, you know, they're, they're in like, like you mentioned, Navy blue, the blue to orange, the state of graces, the Luchas. Um, they're not your, they're not going to be at your everyday, you know, restaurant, the price point on them are much higher. Uh, and, you know, I think it's just for the, you know, it's what I call as a boutique oyster. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm in this, you know, i as a consumer, I feel like I kind of have, you know, a foot in both worlds, right? Like I, I have so much respect for these like new, you know, cultivated oysters. And, and I, I think that's a really interesting segment of the market. Cause I, you know, I appreciate the consistency and the flavor mm-hmm. and, and all that, but, but I also, you know, grew up in Houston. And so I miss, I miss $6 dozens, you know, and I yeah. feel like, I feel like that's never coming back, you know? Yeah. So so now um, it's like a a dollar a dollar an oyster is like you know is is probably standard. as good as it gets. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a dollar oyster standard. Well, we we do a fifty cent oyster night on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So, um, we, we, you know, okay. there you go on the six dollar dozen. So try to bring that back. But um, you know, one of the biggest things I think they they challenge that that challenges what you know they're trying to do with with farmed oysters in the Gulf is chefs are still always going to want a an east coast oyster on the menu and even though you mentioned size and consistency um coming out of a gulf it's still a gulf oyster you know where a lot of chef, that's where a lot of pushback that i have gotten in when trying to push those into the marketplaces yeah it's it looks great but i want a, a pei or i want a you know island creek or you know a malpac um that's where the kind of pushback is and challenge, but I think it's going to like just one of those things that you just kind of have to keep grinding at and developing the market for it. And I think there'll be more restaurants that come online, especially as the Houston footprint continues to explode with never ending restaurants. I think we'll, we'll find more places, more homes for them. Yeah. I mean, you know, that's the other thing is you guys were kind of in the vanguard, you know, you opened a seafood restaurant in 2020. And since then we've seen a whole bunch more, Navy Blue, Little's Oyster Bar, Clark's is about to open from Austin. I mean, what do you make of this like sudden hunger for for seafood restaurants in Houston? You know, I, I love it because growing up on the water, you know, and then when I travel, people are like, uh, you know, like, where are you from? I'm from Texas. Like, what do you do? I'm in the seafood business. They're like, oh, you're in the seafood business. And for some reason, everyone outside of where we live assumes that everything is just like horses and cattle and they don't realize you know, the seafood bounty that we do have that's in our backyard. So I think, you know, as Houston has these concepts that continue to open up and being able to showcase the seafood that we have right here in our backyard, uh, I I think it's fantastic. And it's great for, you know, it's great for Houston and, you know, as, uh, you know, as a city, it's also great for, you know, for Galveston, the surrounding coastal areas that produce that seafood and for the the diners that get to come in and uh, get to experience it. Joe, I mean, I I don't mean to neglect you. I mean, have you, have you been to any of these new seafood restaurants? What do you, what do you kind of do? You take any inspiration from them? What What do you think? Been to Navy Blue. Uh, Navy, I thought Navy Blue was nice. You know, me and Raz went there and went as a group, and we tried a bunch of you know, bunch of appetizers, small bites. Um, we haven't checked out um, uh, the seafood rush or the Oyster House. What is that? Littles. Yeah, we haven't been there yet. We, I know we've talked about you know, making it out there and. Um, still, you know, still some restaurants we got to check out. Um, but I'm always grabbing inspiration from everywhere. 
Um, you know, yeah, we we really like the baked the baked clams over at Navy Blue. Those were those were excellent. Oh yeah, that's a great that's a great dish. Yeah, yeah I mean they're leaning into the luxury, you know, seafood towers, caviar. Um, right. I don't know. Do you get you get tempted by that stuff? Or you, you know, like again, I I, I know I already kind of asked you, but but do you you think you could you think you could sell some of that down in San Leon or, or how do you? Yeah, ab- absolutely. See, that's that, that's the beauty of our restaurant is like. You know, there's nothing that we can do that is that's going to be, I think, too high end, right? I brought white truffles one time during the season. You know, we we shaved them table side for mac and cheese, and we sold out. You know, and so tomahawks, things like that, we'll bring a special occasion just to kind of test the boundaries to see how far we can take it. And um, we, you know, we've gotten some good, um, you know, some good feedback, and you know, and it sells caviar. We've we've done, you know, we've we've did all the bells and whistles as well so uh, that's what's fun and that's what makes it interesting and what we do um, in san leon so yeah i think the i think this uh, i was just going to mention i think the seafood platter that joe put together is really nice um you know and it's got a culmination and we and we kind of you know during the holidays we we kind of add to it and throw in some you know some king crab in there but you know the oysters with the granita on top the octopus ceviche um you know, the stone claw, the fresh stone claw out of Galveston. We're doing locally sourced stone claw, which, you know, people always, you know, brave about Florida stone claw, but Texas stone claw is actually fantastic. And Joe actually got to go out and harvest some of it with the, with the fishermen. And we have some of those photos on social, uh, which, which is great. I thought I was going to lose him. I thought he was going to become a commercial crabber, but. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I, I still get customers that will come sit at the bar or some fishermen that come in and, you know, we have a little, you know, um, special cars that talk about, you know, our, our uh, Galveston based stone crabs. And every so often I'll get called out to the table. It's like, you know, what are you, what are you, why are you lying to, why are you lying to us? You know, stone crabs come from Florida. I'm like, no, we actually got some right there in the, you know, Galveston Bay. And they don't believe me until I pull up my phone and I show my Instagram of me out there catching them. And one guy was like, I've never wanted to apologize to somebody more than I do right now. And so it's, they get a kick out of it, you know, and, and, you know, they really sell out. It's, it's you know, I got to get them, you know, three or four, three times a week, bring in some stone crabs from, um, from my guy. Well, no, I, I, I will say, I mean, I've had the, the Galveston or the Texas stone mm-hmm. crab claws. I, I think they're very tasty. Certainly as good as anything I've ever had out of Florida. Good salinity to them. Uh, what are some of the other ingredients that like you you sort of pluck from the Gulf or that maybe you didn't you didn't utilize as much before you started working at Pier Six? You know, I, I you know at Brennan's we've I mean I've always you know we've always been real local Gulf oriented um, whether it's seafood you know all, all the local seafood and I, I I still think I play on that um, the stone crabs is kind of one that I'm most excited about. Um, you know, cause I was actually able to go out there and catch those myself, but, you know, we have, um, you know, all, you know, the grouper, the snapper, the tuna, everything that you find in the Gulf, um, you know, it's still kind of playing along those lines. Oysters, obviously oysters, you know, it's a no brainer. Yeah. But even outside of the Gulf though, you know, we, we, you know, the lobsters, we get the lobsters obviously from the East coast, we get scallops from the East coast. So we, we don't really like to really just refine ourselves just to you know the Gulf in general, but I think a, a cool, exciting thing that we're going to see come on the menu is a domestic squid that we're going to offer, which a lot of people, you know, they don't, you know, when they get calamari, you know, it's, you know, imported from, from Asia or whatever, and it's fried up and don't really pay attention to it. But when you actually get to eat a domestic squid, 
and it's coming from the West Coast. Uh, it eats really good, really, you know, um, something different than I ever had. And uh, it's, you know, they, they come in as we in the seafood industry call them you know, chips, calamari chips. They look like a little potato chip, but it's, it's that squid. It's going to be really a great uh, dish. We've already tested it and played with it a little bit in the kitchen and something we'll probably see on the menu pretty soon. Sure. Raz, let me, let me just ask you kind of more broadly. I mean, you've had, you've had all the success with Pier 6. I mean, you're serving, you know, 1,500 people a day, you know, when you're, when you're really cooking. Do you think about a second location? I mean, does, it, does, does Pier 6 have to be on the water to be Pier 6? You know, uh, it, it's it's like, uh, you know, you always think about your ambitious and like, yeah, you want to have a second uh, ether in your dream and yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's got to be done. I've always said it's got to be done right. And location is very important. I think that I think being on the water adds a lot of value to what we do, telling that story. Does it have to be on the water? No. Um, would we could there be a, you know, something different? I think that's more refined uh, inner city. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I think is that in the works? No, it's not in the works right now at the moment. Um, but is it? You know, is it a thought in the head? Yeah, it's, it's something that you know we're always kind of thinking about and discussing. And uh, I would you know love to do another concept that you know piggybacks off the success that we have. And if we're able to do that and you know offer some great food and something different, then, then yeah, we'll do it. But it 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 has to be done because it's all those elements work together, not just sheer, let's just open a second spot. So that that's where the mindset is right now. I mean, Joe, let me, let me bring you in back in on that. I mean, you know, you've worked at Brennan's it's been open for 50 years, you know, killing steakhouse has been around for, you know, close to 20 years at this point. I mean, do you, do you aspire to like that kind of longevity for pier six or, or, I mean, you're still a young guy. Do you think like, Maybe I maybe I'll maybe I'll jump off this train and and go do something else at some point. No, I'm, I'm actually having fun. You know, I'm having a lot of fun. I don't see I don't see myself going anywhere for a long time. You know, you got you know working for the Halilis and and for Raz and and you know being on the water. Um, I don't think there's a better place, honestly. Um, so I I see myself here long term and whatever you know whatever we want to do or whatever Raz wants to do and the family wants to do. I mean, I'm on board. If you let's tap into Houston. Let's do it. You know, let's get another restaurant somewhere in Galveston. I'm down. You want to do Italian? You know, I, I'm well versed. I can do it all. So, you know, um, I think just, you know, just just having fun and taking it, you know, yeah. seeing where it goes. No, as as I would say, Joe's Joe's anchored down. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. But 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 no, it's uh we we have a lot of real estate in the portfolio. So I think developing some of the real estate that we do have, um, you know, and when we get close to to sharing some of those, you know, you'll you'll be one of the first people to know about it. Um, but uh, like Joe said, we want to have we want to have fun along the way of doing it. So. All right. Well, I I have to say that does bring me to the end of my questions. Is there something I haven't asked you about that you would like to discuss? Um, you know, uh. I would just I would just mention we have a, a really cool thing coming up in October that we're going to share. Uh, you know, a part of what we do in the oyster industry. Um, my my mother set out a restoration reef site in front of the restaurant where it's going to be strictly for for restoration and to raise awareness for Rett syndrome. And we're having an event in October, which we'll share more details on on social about um, to you know 
really it's, you know, we've just got permitted to do this. So we're going to be unloading all the oyster shell, which we've accumulated over the course of three years onto this restoration site, restoration site. And uh, we'll have a, uh, an event to, like I said, raise awareness for, for Rett syndrome. And I think we'll be able to, to do a lot of cool, unique things as far as educating, um, you know, anyone who's interested about oyster cultivation, um, you know, oyster restoration, and we'll also be able to experiment with what works and what doesn't work, uh, you know, on oyster reefs. So I think that's something kind of cool outside the box of what we do as just a restaurant. All right. Well, we've got that to look forward to. Joe, any final thoughts from you? Nope. Kind of summed it up. <laughs> All right. Raz, give us the, the website and the social media for Pier 6. Uh, it's uh, yeah, pier6seafood.com and uh, just pier6seafood uh, Instagram handle. So uh, should pop right up. All right. Thanks very much. Thank All right, guys. Up. Have a good one. Thank you for having us on. You can follow me on Instagram at Eric Sandler. Keep it locked on culturemap.com for all the latest Houston bar and restaurant news. Thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week.